my gosh, I always do this at the beginning of every single take, I swear. Um, welcome to take 150, I need to double check, 157. Um, 157 plus a bonus take, so 150 takes in. Uh, and we are doing something very different. Um, it is your boy the Sweet Keeks. And I'm doing a solo pod today. And so it'll make a little bit more sense uh, once we get to the end. It's going to be typical SFT. Um, it's, it's like as, as, a, as a precursor, this is not me like signing off. Um, TC is just out of town for his birthday. His birthday is uh, the 10th. So everyone, wish TC on Wednesday? Or is it Tuesday? Uh, yeah, wish TC a happy birthday on November 10th. Um, love you, TC. Get back. Have a good trip. Um, so I decided to come on and review the Eternal Solo, talk about some movie news, and um, be a little bit vulnerable, be a little bit open with everyone, with all you sweets, because I think me and TC have been a, done a good job with that. But uh, I have not talked about a lot of stuff going on, and it's not. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy of stuff, and it's like positive. It's good stuff. So um. I mean, we're just going to kind of keep it normal how it is. Uh, this week, for me, good week. I have, I have officially, um, as many people know, I started at my job technically in June of this year. And I was there for two weeks until I ruptured my Achilles. So this week marked uh, the, the time that I've spent the longest at my job. So total, I've worked there for a month. A little bit ish more plus, but since coming back, it's just at three weeks now. Uh, being a producer has been amazing, and that's kind of like the focus, I guess, of what I'll talk about at the end. Um, like I said, movie news, trailers, my favorite watch of the week. I'm really excited to talk about that. Eternals review, and then we're going to get into kind of my journey of where we're at today. Uh, generally, I would say welcome, TC, but you know, he's here in spirit. He did send me his Eternals review. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is besides this, it has to do with this week. Cause honestly, this week was kind of uneventful. Not a whole lot was going on, but me and Becky decided to watch Pirates of the Caribbean. I think Thursday night, maybe Friday night. And, um, I posted on the story. Has anyone had a more handsome run in movies like Orlando Bloom? Because you had the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you had the Pirates of the Caribbean. We're just going to say trilogy, because honestly, like, you cannot count on Stranger Tides or whatever the fifth one is. He's not on the fourth one. Uh, and then he was in Troy, he was in a few other movies, Kingdom of Heaven, and all-time handsome boy. I mean, Orlando Bloom, you are more than welcome to come on to the pod, and uh, you don't have to, but we can, like, we can do, like, a nice little... A tribute to your handsome run in film because honestly, it was somewhat unmatched until many of y'all started to chime in. Uh, Sprank Durr, for one, said anything that, um, anything, I'm gonna read exactly what he said. It was basically anything that Steve Buscemi has been in, which, I mean, can you really, you know, can you, can you actually, can you blame him? Yep, pretty much any three movies Steve Buscemi is in. Uniquely handsome boy. We'll just say that about Steve Buscemi. Then, thank you to Maddie in the big bad broadcast. She did, and I do stand corrected on this one. Um, she spun all caps, all of these. No, the winner is Zoe Saldana. Avatar, Star Trek, Marvel. She cannot be beat. And I like. I think honestly, 
it's a really good choice. Like Zoe saw that, and not to mention, she is in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. She's a uh, like the female captain that they all recruit as they try to go um, to Isla de la Muerte. In like you know, there's like the whole plot of the movie. So Zoe Saldana, I do apologize. You, you and Orlando Bloom can share the title of most handsome slash beautiful attractive run in movies. Jason Kenny also replied and said Christopher Lee has Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, James Bond, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and Dracula. Absolutely legendary run of films. Agreed. Also handsome as being very old. But the, you know what? Uh, age age is only a number. You can still be handsome. You can still be beautiful at any age. Christopher Lee, you can be the crown prince of our uh, king and queen, Orlando Bloom and Zoe Saldana. Mm. And that's just like a side note. I mean, I was going to talk about favorite watch being another movie, but I'm just going to throw this one in. Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. I know me and TC have talked about it a little bit, but um, absolutely fantastic adventure movie that like probably will never be replicated ever again if we're being honest the practical effects the visual effects from like 2003 it came out to give you a perspective pirates of the caribbean came out the same year that return of the king came out in i mean two movies that still to this day hold up super well so if you have not seen pirates of the caribbean recently i highly suggest you check it out I would suggest that you throw it on Disney Plus, watch the first one. Haven't watched the second or third, but I mean, like, you know, like it's not going to be as good. But they're still fun. Fun movies until the last one. The fifth one is not fun, nor is it good. It's just a, a tough time to watch Johnny Depp try to get the bag in, in many senses of the word. So, that was a little bit of what we were talking about of Orlando Bloom's handsome run in movies. Now I want to talk about couple things in movie related news this week one of them was just barely posted today and um that's the movie news and i think i'm gonna start i'm gonna start with it i i just i need to pull it up and i need to be able to read this because it is from our fast and furious good boy vin diesel i just hope oh good he hasn't deleted it okay thank goodness um wow okay so the post reads uh Vin Diesel is basically, it's time for Fast and Furious 10. It's supposed to wrap up the saga. I'm sure they'll reboot it in like 10 years. But Vin Diesel says on this Instagram post, it's a picture of him and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He says, my little brother Dwayne, dot, dot, dot. The time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. <laughs> the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. Um, I guess that's Paul Walker, I assume. Uh, I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the, f- in the finale. That is 10. I don't know who... Anyways, okay. Um, I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. Um, You know, just off the top of my head, I wish I even had like a shred of confidence that Vin Diesel does by straight up calling Dwayne Johnson his little brother. 
I don't know their age difference. Maybe age-wise, they're young. They are, you know, Vin Diesel is older. But me and TC said in our Fast 9 review, uh, Vin Diesel does not move the needle for us with these movies now. It, it Like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, it's kind of like that Captain Phillips moment where the guy says, I am the captain now. Like, The, the Rock is the... Is, what moves, I think, these movies for everyone now. He's in the best few Fast and Furious movies, and Hobbs and Shaw has a great time. So, from us, we're, we're going to tweak it a little bit. We're just going to, you know, keep everything as is, but just say, my brother Dwayne. Because, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if Dwayne has come back. I think some of the comments are just family, familia, amazing final coming legendary moment family it's just everyone's commenting family like everyone wants it everyone needs it i'm not gonna lie we all want it we all want the rock to be in it we want it to be the hail mary the curtain call for the fast saga and like just just let it rest until you reboot it inevitably with dom's son who's like going off to find his dad who's been kidnapped and it's 65 year old vin diesel at the end of the movie i'm just gonna tell you right now clip this because in 10 years or whenever it is, uh, they're going to reboot it, and that's going to be the whole point of the story. So that'll be very fun for Vin Diesel. Dwayne Johnson, please come back. Please take the role. Please come get paid. Uh, me and TC really support this. And um, Vin Diesel, if you need any help with your social media stuff, uh, just, you know, we can proofread your posts. I think we can definitely do that. So, DJ, come back. Now, the trailer that I want to talk about is, you know, I feel like it's a little bit bittersweet, okay? It was for The Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett, it's coming out December 29th. It's kind of a weird spinoff of The Mandalorian. Star Wars is just trying to be Marvel now and to move, you know, to to get it. The, the Mandalorian really helped revitalize Star Wars after what the new trilogy, where it divided a lot of the fan base. I think The Mandalorian brought back a good maybe third quarter of the people that left, which is good. Like, as long as Star Wars is good, like, life is good. I'm never going to complain about that. Uh, I will also say that no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans, uh, somewhat myself included. Uh, when when me and TC talked about The Mandalorian Season 2, especially the finale, I wasn't super stoked on it because now it seems to be really heavily driven by nostalgia. Uh, and, and for me, it's just not enough. I want something new. I want something different. And the Book of Boba Fett trailer, I'm not going to lie, doesn't look great. It looks okay. I'm willing to be st- stood, stand, I'm willing to be st- standing correctly when it, when it comes out and when the dust clears. Robert Rodriguez, I think he has a fun directing, directing style. It's very, um, kinetic, uh, it's very fun too. Like he can kind of make all sorts of different kinds of movies. So let's let's see how it goes. Tomorrow Morrison, really really cool. Um, oh, Fennec Shan. I forgot the girl that plays Fennec Shan, but she's also the voice of Mulan. So I think it's got really a, a pretty decent cast. I don't know who else is going to be in it, but at this point, I'm pretty sure that uh, Disney Plus Day is coming up this week i think it's thursday or friday and we're probably gonna get a teaser for obi-wan and let's be honest like that's what this is tiding us o- tying us over till uh we all want obi-wan bring us the obi-wan series uh the book of boba fett 
you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna end Boba Fett's story. I'm sure he'll ride off into the sunset, and then we'll bring him back. You know, freaking five ten years later, and reboot it, and he has a long lost son, and it'll tie in with Fast Ten somehow, and it'll be the new Fast Saga, and everything will just be one big entertainment conglomerate, and we'll myself included. Uh, hogs to the slop, baby. I, I like. I like. I like nostalgia. I'm a sucker for the drug. It's the most powerful thing there is. So, Book of Boba Fett. I'm a little sour on it, but I, I could be sweet. Uh, Dwayne Johnson to Fast Ten, very sweet. We need that. I mean, we do need it. I think Dwayne Johnson knows. I think, you know, whatever he wants to do, we'll support it. We'll support it. But uh, we need it. We need Fast 10 as well. So those are kind of my two pieces of movie news. The new poster for Spider-Man No Way Home uh, just got released like 20 minutes ago. And um, yeah, like Green Goblin's in the background and um, like, you know, everything that Andrew Garfield has been saying, he's not in it. He's definitely in it. Uh, Tobey Maguire, I think, actually like told someone he's in it because at this point he just doesn't care so he's in it they're all in it we're ready for it uh drop the trailer show us you know jamie fox as electro um maybe bring paul giamatti back that'd be a nice little touch we love paul giamatti and J. John jameson jk simmons bring him back too. bring all the, bring the whole game back and uh let's have a good time uh as a side note we do officially want to announce that uh November 19th at 7.30 p.m. at the Geneva Megaplex, we are going to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife as a sweet film meetup number two. Everyone get your tickets. There will be an official post out today. Uh, It was really fun to do the last one. It was Knives Out. It was really, really cool. Awesome to be able to interact with y'all. We're going to go get ice cream at Brooker's Ice Cream, which is right across the street. So if you can make it, come watch Ghostbusters Afterlife with us. Like I said, um... Nostalgia is the most powerful drug in the history of the universe. So come enjoy a nice nostalgia pack while we watch a movie that um probably won't be good, but maybe it is good. Maybe it is good. Now I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna walk us in. This is my favorite watch of the week. I probably could have said Pirates of the Caribbean, but I did just watch this one. And when me, TC, and Jives did our music take, I'm gonna double check to see which one that was. Gosh. I always feel like this stuff is, let's see, let's see, it was like one of our first ones, this is so hard, oh, take 123, pretty sure it's the sweet sound of music, uh, we talk about music, that's exactly what we talk about, so take 123, and one of my favorite artists of all time is Kid Cudi, and there is a new documentary out on Amazon Prime called uh, A Man Named Scott, and it's a documentary about Kid Cudi and his music, what it's meant to a lot of people in the industry, a lot of people in entertainment, and myself included. I mean, I think for a lot of people, kind of in my age, graduating between 2009 and 2012, and probably even after, too, is Kid Cudi was a huge influence to a lot of us. I listened to Kid Cudi a ton. I've seen him in concert four times, I think. Three or four times. I've seen him a bunch. He's just... I think he's he get, he got a lot of people through a lot of stuff, and the documentary did a good job of portraying who he was, the struggles he went through, and also just the creative process in general of staying true to yourself, 
you know, sticking to the path that you think that you should be on and not wavering from that path. It, it really resonated with me. And to be honest, like, if you're just a music fan, if you're, like, a fan of, like, a like a pretty heartwarming story, A Man Named Scott on Amazon Prime is a really fun, good watch to, to check out. Uh, I think it might be TVMA uh, because of, like, I mean, it's hip-hop. Like, I don't, I think, like, it leaves in a lot of, like, the curse words and that's probably what it is but it's still really really worth your time i don't know what to rate it because when it comes to documentaries it's kind of hard i don't know a lot about the documentary process but i'm just kind of biased i'd say it's probably like an a minus suite um the beginning is a little meandering because it's like very it's a very like creative quote-unquote like creative piece and a lot of the messaging feels very muddled and it takes a while to get into Kid Cudi as a whole with his career but it does a good job of tying it all together so uh check out A Man Named Scott on Amazon Prime now it is time for the review of The Eternals directed by Chloe Zhao I believe she also partly wrote the script Starring Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring it up so I can make sure I have everything for everyone. Uh, yeah, directed by Chloe Zhao. Story by Ryan and Kaz Furpo. I assume they're they're siblings, or maybe they're just last names by 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 uh, by coincidence. Music by Ramin Jawadi, who, if you all have watched Game of Thrones or Westworld, he does the music for both those shows. And I mean. I will say it is one of the highlights of this movie. It's it's really good, and I'm kind of surprised I haven't seen Ramin Jawadi doing more music on like a bigger scale. So that was that was really really cool. And um, stars Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington, Richard Madden, Gemma Chan, Selma Hayek, a stacked, absolutely stacked cast. And essentially, is a story of the Eternals, who are groups of immortal beings that are sent to protect Earth. Um, in order to guard them, but also don't engage with uh, what is going on in their own lives so that they can kind of nudge humanity in the right direction to progress. And I'm going to be really honest about this movie. I I saw it on Wednesday night. It was kind of like a cool little early screening. And I didn't love it. And I think I didn't love it because the movie feels very bloated and exposition heavy where I think they could have trimmed down the the narrative. It's a non-linear story, so it's going back in time, skipping back to present time. And I think it could have done a bit better of a job to develop the characters linearly and then to lead up to present day, jumpstart the movie into where it needs to go. And then it can leave hints along the way of what Selma Hayek's character was doing and what Richard Madden was doing and um, what the main bad guy was doing, setting up everything in Eternals to essentially, I'm not going to spoil that part, but uh, it involves the Earth, involves calamity, and it involves having to save the entire population. I think one thing that's always very jarring for me with movies like this is when people have existed for so long... And they didn't bother to stop things from happening. So, you know, they... And it even is a plot point of the movie, but it it doesn't go... It doesn't hit as hard as it needs. And I think that's kind of a big issue I have, is a lot of the subjects with a lot of the characters 
don't delve deep enough into those issues. For example, with Druig, who's Barry Keegan's character, um, he decides to like control the minds of people and lead them off to kind of join their own peaceful civilization. And I wish that would have been more of the conflict of the movie is the whole ethics aspect. And it does bring that up. Um, but it, it's it's a little jarring how it does, and I d- it didn't work very well for me. Also with the characters, it's... I wish that they would have gotten, and I'm going to say this because, you know, some of the characters I'm not super familiar with, Don Lee, for example, plays Gilgamesh, um, a great character, but I've never really seen him in much stuff. So when you're watching these movies, it's like, okay, I recognize every single person but this person, um, hope they make it, and I'm not going to spoil if he does or not, but um, I think... I think that will leave you to thinking a little bit more about all of these characters and who they are. The cast, though, I think they work really well off of each other. Gemma Chan and Richard Madden, I I wished that they had better chemistry, but they still do really well as a whole. Um, Kamel Nanjiani, he did not totally work for me a lot of the time. Uh, A lot of the humor from him, and humor is so subjective, so it's really hard to to grade that aspect of a movie, but he has a sidekick who killed me. One of the best comedic sidekicks, I think, that we've seen in a Marvel movie in a really, really long time, and that was definitely a highlight. Lauren Ridloff, who plays Makari, who is like a deaf, like super speed uh, character, she's really awesome in it. She's really good. Brian Tyree Henry, like I said, Barry Keegan, a lot of the cast has really good individual performances and interact well. Um, Kit Harrington has three minutes of screen time, so uh, good for him. Good for him and what he has coming up in the, in the MCU. Get that bag, Kit. We all, we all hope that you do. And, uh, I think that's kind of, and a lot of the editing that I had in the movie, especially from action sequences in CG to real life actors finishing those sequences, was a little, was a little awkward. And a lot of times there is a lot of exposition and going into the third act, there's still exposition they're giving you that they haven't revealed at all until that point. So it's a little bit hard to follow. Um, I feel like maybe I would have been a little bit harsh on it, but at the same time, Chloe Zhao directed this. Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao directed this movie, and it shows that she didn't. Like she was, she's billed as the director of this project, but you can only really tell where her flair comes out in a handful of scenes. It would have been really good had Disney really given her the reins to do what she wanted with the movie. Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. This was pre-Oscar win this year, and it was a little bit of a bummer. But in the scenes where her direction style comes out, it comes out well. I feel like the best comparison for her is um. It feel, I mean, it's obviously herself, but she takes a lot from, I think, Terrence Malick, who does well filming in, like, uh, uh, nature areas and a little bit – and, and um, more of, like, a – I don't want to say a documentary feel, but it feels a lot more personal in his direction style. And Chloe Zhao has that, and Chloe Zhao does a really good job with what she can and what she's been given with this movie. It feels a lot more like a directed-by-committee movie. So um, I'm going to go through – Give a few of the reviews from some of the sweets because it seemed like overall y'all are a little bit more on the sour end 
of the movie. It's right between sweet and sour, but leaned a little bit more towards sour. And then uh, some of the grades were... <laughs> uh, Seth underscore Levi said B minus, some plot holes, but I think it was fine. Excited for... Um, this is a... This is kind of spoilery, so excited for the spoilers that they reveal at the end. And just says Jon Snow. Uh, Happy Hippie says visuals were cool. Kyle C fifty four just said eh. Uh, okay, that's that. Yeah, that's good enough. That's kind of how I would say too. The movie's not bad, and it's not really good. It's just it's fine. It's a fine movie. Uh, my grade for it also is a C slash. I'm gonna bump it up to sweet. I'm I'm gonna stick with sour though. I'm gonna stick with sour because. If you haven't seen any of the other movies, it is kind of a jarring movie to go into. There's a lot of expectations that you have to know going in. But it's between sweet and sour. Uh, Sprank Derv said, All I know is I am beyond tired of this of the trailers for this. So you've been... Your wish is granted, Spencer. Uh, Spencer Davis, no more trailers for Eternals. McKay.Tupo said, Favorite MCU movie. Uh, I think he gave it like an A-, minus, which I like. Like, I actually like... If you really liked it, then I'm glad you really liked it. It just didn't resonate with, with me for some reason, and that was kind of a bummer. Uh, Morgan.Hunsaker said, They tried to do way too much. Felt like it should have been a series with that many plot lines. There's also a ton of villains in this. There's like four villains in this movie, and it, it does make it feel really bloated. Uh, o underscore gosh underscore Josh says felt like the the bastard child of Guardians of the Galaxy mixed with something a bit rotten. Enjoyed the setup, but there were too many cliches and M moments for me to be a banger. Looking forward to seeing what they do with these and Erishem. Erishem is the big celestial that sent all of the Eternals to Earth. Then TC, sweet TC, love you, miss you. He said B minus sweet, interesting intro to new characters, some pacing issues, but pretty fun. I think I think that's kind of a good. I think that's kind of where most people are landing. And then 801 Keenan Smart said too much going on, hard to follow. Loved special effects. So uh yeah, if you're looking for good visuals, I think it's a pretty good movie. It also feels really dark. Like the aperture is turned down or something in the movie cuz I couldn't tell what was going on in so much of it. Uh, Richard Madden also this is a pretty good job with Icarus. I wish his chemistry with Jenna Chan's character was uh, her name is Cersei. I wish it was a little better. So, you know, I think it's an interesting intro to these characters. A lot of cool stuff going on. It just doesn't always hit. So, C sweet from me, B minus sweet, or C sour from me, B minus sweet from TC. I think overall it's more of a B minus sweet from y'all, maybe a little bit more towards sour. So, um, if you like the MCU, go watch it. You'll probably like it, and uh, there's a good chance it could resonate, because people like McKay.Tupo really liked it. Um... Now, now we're going to go into kind of a special time, I guess. I guess it's a special time. Um, I wanted to talk about this really quickly. Hopefully, it doesn't take too long. It I might ramble. So, uh, if, I, if I do ramble, just stick with me because I'm going, I'm going to a good place. Um, to give a little bit of background, me and TC started SF Sweet Film Talk on, I think it was like May 15th, 2018. So we've been doing this for about three and a half years now. Next week will be uh, the three and a half year anniversary of Sweet Film Talk. We've seen a lot of uh, film podcasts and just podcasts in general come and go. And the reason we've stayed and done this for so long is because we just love talking about movies. We love interacting with y'all as the sweets. We love being able to talk about these, hearing your opinions, you giving us your opinions, having differing opinions. And while we started Sweet Film Talk, I obviously started dating Becky. Uh, we got married. I graduated. 
Uh, I graduated in economics, and I was a data analyst. I was a data analyst for in college for about a year, and then into a year and a half in the private sector. And in August 2020, or June 2020, I had a mental breakdown. Um, it, uh, it caused me to miss the whole week of work. I just snapped, and it was kind of in COVID. I think a lot of us had some of these issues. Um, found out that I have, like, severe anxiety, and I also had depression, too, which... Like, looking back, that uh, wasn't necessarily a huge revelation. I think I kind of always knew, but couldn't put a word to it. Um, I was always just very nervous and uh, kind of on the edge of my seat with a lot of things going on in my life. And I just, thanks to the help of a therapist and therapists that I continue to see, I was able to figure out what it was. And I realized that being an analyst was not the career for me. But I knew that I wanted to get into film. I knew that I wanted to do something because SF Sweet Film Talk has like increased this little bit of passion that I had for film to a whole new level. And uh, in August 2020, I quit my analytics job and I essentially bet on myself and hoped that I, through the work that uh, me and TC had done with Sweet Film Talk, that uh, I'd be able to make a career in film. So I started writing scripts, um, started developing an idea to... My idea is to open up a little independent theater, which is still my dream, but uh, I just don't have the cash flow for a brick and mortar, and with everything right now, it, it is still my dream, and I'd love to do it, and I have the business plan and the uh, help from other independent theaters around the country that I interviewed. Uh, it's worked really well for them, so that's something I still hope that I can do, but as I really delved into what I wanted to do with film, I, I realized that I wanted to help get projects made. And I knew that I wanted to be a producer. So through the help of talking with my wife and just realizing where my goals aligned, uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to think about some scripts that I've been writing or that other people have and I want to develop them, but I need experience. So when me and Becky moved to Utah in May of 2021 of this year, I reached out to people that I met on S at Sweet Film Talk. And thanks to Nick Rush and Stefan Vandegraaff, I was able to get a job at an ad agency as a producer. In June 2021, I started, as many of us know, I ruptured my Achilles. So uh, I had to take a break, about a three-month break, but I ended up coming back. I am back as a producer at uh, Chamber Media, is what it's called. And it, is, and it is the most incredible first step that I've taken. I'm also currently in a producer mentorship program at, based in L.A., and I just got accepted to a production program uh, at NYU. And I was able to get into that because we, um, last year for Juneteenth, we stumbled upon uh, the Black F TV and Film Society, or Collective. And through keeping up with them, they sent out a link, especially to my email, of a production program that they were doing. So I applied, I got in, and I'll start that um, basically this week. It's all online. And... As I was looking back, it all started with me and TC. And like I said, like, oh, if I'm rambling, it has a point. And this is, this is the point. Um, me and TC started Sweet Film Talk May 2018 on our phones, the very first episode. Our, my internet cuts out, and it sounds horrible. But we knew that we wanted to talk about movies, and this was a dream of ours. And through the years, we were able to interview people that have directed movies, like Nick and Stefan, uh, who helped me have the job that I have now. Um, we were able to interview uh, Emmy-nominated Emmy actors, 
such as Rowan Amon, who was amazing to have on and tell her story. And we were literally able to meet our heroes. We were able to meet our hero, Chris Stuckman. Like, he he's helped us through so many moments. And his videos have brought us so much joy. And to see him now being able to direct his own film, it's such an inspiration to me and I think countless others who start something with just an idea of passion and it grows into something more. And that's kind of the point of what I guess I wanted to come on today to talk about is uh, it's not that big. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal. But if you've been thinking, and I think something that's really interesting that I really like is um, uh, Maddie Murphy, a.k.a. our friend from the Bad Broadcast. She talks about, like, if you want to start a podcast, start a podcast. Everyone, ev- like, she talks about everyone should have a podcast, and I agree. It, it it's it's an outlet to be able to pursue your passions and hobbies. And don't start it because you want to make money. Do it so that you can improve or see if this is what you want to do. Because without Sweet Film Talk, I would still be an analyst. I'd be miserable right now. And uh, I, I, I really do not know where I would be. And it's all because we just had an idea. And we loved movies and ran with it. And... I don't know what Sweet Film Talk, it's changed so much over the years, we don't know what it's going to be, um, but we do know one thing, is that it is a place where you can like what you like, and a safe space to talk about movies, and enjoy film, and media, and entertainment in general, and come together, so it's just a huge thank you to all of y'all for supporting the podcast over these years. We've made so many amazing friends that we explain movies, uh, take three movie podcast. Um, even the guys at final take, they're off doing other Marvel things and other things. And it's really cool. Um, Maddie Murphy, the countless people that we've had on the podcast. This is not me signing off and saying bye. It's just like, we're really excited for what's coming. We don't, we don't know what sweet film talk's going to be. Uh, we have ideas of what I want it to be, but right now it's just really fun for me and TC to be best friends and, talk about movies and uh, try to be as positive we can about movies. So thank you all for listening. It really just means the world to us. Uh, I'll be taking a two-week break because I just haven't taken a break from the podcast since we started. So uh, we will be back. I guess we will be back probably, um, let's see, two weeks. It's 14. So maybe the 22nd of uh, November, maybe even after that. Uh, I also got to see King Richard this past week, which was a fun experience. I don't know how much of my thoughts I can give because it doesn't come out till the 19th. Uh, but that might be our next review. Um, but thank you again. Everyone that's listened, uh, we really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, we've just put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this, and um, it's helped us achieve so much more. And I can't wait to let everyone know about my endeavors in film as I continue to develop things and hopefully get something made within the next couple of years. And being a producer, it means that I can uh, kind of pull the strings a little bit. So that's really helpful. I'm a unfortunately kind of not a control freak but um i'm not good at delegating so hopefully being a producer will help me do that but uh tc miss you love you we'll see you soon and as always everyone stay sweet sweet